This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And all the nation continues to wait. All the nation continues to sit by Twitter. All the nation continues to send by NFL Network, the radio, whatever your means of getting all your information is. Raider Nation Radio 920 sitting by waiting to get the update that the Raiders have landed someone in free agency, someone with a big name, someone who you think is a difference maker, and yet it has not happened. Welcome into Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man, Demond Cotton, he's behind the wheels of steel. Your boy Q here going to navigate through the next couple hours and you know what? Maybe in the next couple hours, there'll be a big shoe to drop. Maybe there won't. Uh, right now, the Raiders are taking it low and slow, like they're cooking old country Texas brisket. You know, low and slow. Take your time. Hopefully it turns out just as good. Right? You know what I mean? Like, hey, you, you never know. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny because as much as I talked about it yesterday, not a big deal that they missed out on J.C. Jackson. Talked about it on my podcast. You don't have to win the offseason to still put together a really good roster. Not going to lie. I think it's a it, – it, it feels a little odd that you haven't seen the Raiders strike, at least with big name outside of their own right now. It's leading me to think, hey, maybe the team – I'm not saying take the year off, but we do know that the team's going to have more, more draft cap – not draft capital, excuse me, more salary cap space in 2023. So maybe it's just, hey, sign some okay veterans to one or two year deals that they can have some flexibility. And next year is the big offseason that they try to make those splashes. That would be interesting. That's an approach. That's a approach. Uh, and I'm not going to shut it down and say that that's completely wrong. I'm not going to say that, yeah, you're on to something. I'm going to say that that is an approach that any team, including the Raiders, could take. Now, I don't think that that's the approach they're taking. I think that they're concentrating on a couple guys. I really do. I think JC Jackson was one of them. Didn't land him. I think that they're concentrating on a couple guys right now. I actually am surprised that we haven't heard news about a Stephon Gilmore signing. I really thought after the 49ers went and signed a ward from, from uh, Kansas city last night, and then the jets made a move earlier today that it just about made all the sense in the world that Stephon Gilmore would end up being with the silver and black because the teams he was associated with were the jets, the 49ers and the Raiders. So, uh, and again, he might, it could happen any minute. Now we can be talking about this, that, and the other, and all of a sudden the news pop. And, and so that's what we do. We, uh, we await this game that is the waiting game, and nobody enjoys the waiting game. I know it. I mean, it's so funny. Maybe this is the best uh, way to describe this story. While I was trying to make my, my way from Texas to Las Vegas, because for anyone who knows me for a while knows that I've been trying to get here for probably about five, six, seven good years. And it's so funny because every time I thought that I took a step in the right direction, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer. Then all of a sudden something would happen. And my mom would always tell me, don't worry, it's going to happen. Don't worry, you'll be here before you know it. And I kept saying, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't look good. I don't know. Looks like I'm going to be here. And she said, oh, you just got to be patient. Well, I learned that patience wasn't one of my great features. That's not one of the things that I'm a, a big fan of, of ha is having to be patient. When you want something, 
and you want it bad, you got to have it right now, right? You can't wait. Or at least you feel like you can't wait. You can, but you don't want to. So I tell you that little short story to tell you that the patience could end up working out in the end. Being patient, there could be some big moves on the way. Now, I don't know this at all. I'm just talking. Talking from, uh, you know, gut feeling like, hey, there could be some big moves on the way. And there could be some moves like DeMond said. There could be no big moves on the way. There really could. There, there could be a bunch of small signings saying, hey, this is what we got to, to roll with. You know, we're going to go into the draft, do what we do. Pick up some guys from some teams that, uh, you know, when they start cutting the guys as well. Because, look, teams that are signing free agents are also rele- releasing guys. Like you saw Miles Jack get released from the Jaguars earlier today. They went out and signed a lot of players, including Zay Jones. Well, they had to make room for him. So Miles Jack became one of those guys. And there's plenty of teams that are releasing guys uh, all over the place. You just saw the Chargers. They released uh, Brian Balaga, the, the offensive lineman. So there's guys that are being released. Maybe there's a couple guys that they have their mind on. I don't have any idea. Maybe they're going to make a trade sooner rather than later. Don't know. But at this point, the only thing we could do as fans, the only thing we could do as the media here at Radio Nation Radio 920 is be patient and wait. Also, I want to clarify, when I said, like, sign those one or two years, I don't mean scrubs or guys off the scrap heap. Right, I do right, mean, right. like, the Gilmore. Yeah. Like, hey, you're going to get paid good, but just for two years. I'm not saying approve it, deal, but, you know, right, get, right. get those vets in that, like like you said, Miles Jack, that'd be another guy. Right. Good two years. Hey, maybe he can prove that he's still at that Pro Bowl, maybe even make it to an all-pro level. Right. I mean, and look, there's guys that sign one-year deals, you know, like Casey Hayward, who signed Denzel a one-year Perriman, deal. Yeah. yeah, that they could end up, you know, flipping that into something bigger. You know, what Nelson Aguilar was able to do when he was with the Raiders, he was able to turn that into a big-time deal with New England. I mean, you never know how it all shakes out. And, and by no means is DeMond saying that they're going to go and just sign, like you said, a bunch of bottom-of-the-barrel, uh, you know, free agents just to fill out a roster. But maybe it's the, the low-and-slow approach. Maybe that's what it is. Don't really know. You know, but but I do know for a matter of fact that they have or they will projected to have about a hundred and something million dollars in, in free agent money for next year. So it's something that you have to at least consider, right? Like I said, I don't think that that's the approach that they're taking. I really, my gut feeling tells me that there's a big move on the way, but I'm only going off what my gut says. Yeah, and I feel like for football fans, you don't see this too much because it's more of a basketball move or a baseball move to say, hey, that that free agency class in 2023 that's the class we want. Right. Because football is always is so much win now. And I'm not saying that the Raiders don't want to win now, but sometimes it is good that the front office they see like, hey, maybe we don't want to be the maybe it's the talent pool. JC Jackson's gone. You don't have to go spend the big money on a on a corner now because the corner that you thought was worth that money isn't available. Christian Kirk, you don't want to throw starting right. tight like tight, right. starting wide receiver money, top five in the position money to Christian Kirk just because you got it. Right. No, you're right. You're right, you know. Something else that my mom used to always tell me, don't let that money in your pocket burn a hole in it. You know, don't burn a hole in your pocket with that money. You know, if I ever got like $20 or whatever, $10, uh, don't, that thing's burning a hole in your pocket. Can't wait to spend it. I mean, that's not what they're doing. That's not their approach. And look, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm not trying to say that uh, I agree with everything that's going on. You know, again, I thought that they would have a, a person under, under wraps, someone with a name. I mean, Darius Phillips agreed to a deal earlier today. One year deal, one point five million up to seven hundred fifty thousand uh, playing time incentive and a one point three five base salary, two hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. Basically, he can, he can make up to about two point something million dollars. And that's a one year guy. That's a guy that's going to be a depth piece. He's a guy who may take a little bit of um, you know punt return, kick return away from Hunter Renfro. I mean, he's 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 a depth player. That's it. That's what I would see as biggest. Like, hey, when they bring him in, you're going to be the return guy. 
because I'm not saying that Hunter Renfro doesn't want to do punt return anymore, but eventually, hey, man, you're like, you're such a key piece to the offense. How about we take you off punt return? Right, right. No, I agree. I agree. I could totally see that happening at some point. But again, it's early. It, I mean, free agency hasn't even officially opened. I mean, this is still, we're still talking about the tampering period. And we did see Randy Gregory. I mentioned it a little bit oh, yesterday. Man. People could always change their mind. And I kind of said it jokingly. Yeah, but Somebody he really did it. But he really did it, you know, but he still got the bag. And he also uh, made the AFC West that much tougher. That's another edge rusher coming screaming off the off the corner for the Denver Broncos. So, I mean, now they're loaded up. And so I think that a lot of Raider fans are looking at all the moves that are going on around the Raiders in the AFC West thinking, wait a minute, what about us? What about us? Every other fan base is getting excited. What about us? What's really going on? So uh, we'll we'll have, obviously, the next couple hours to talk about it. Got a lot of different things we're going to bring to the table today. Coming up on the show at 2.30, Eddie Brasilli, uh, Sirius XM. He's a producer there, but he also is the host of the Yards Per Attempt podcast. Does a really good job breaking down the Raiders. And so we'll talk to Eddie and just get his thoughts coming up at 2.30 about, you know, how is he how is he feeling free agency is going and what does he think the next move that the Raiders are trying to make? What does he think of what the new regime has been able to do? We'll ask him about Max Crosby's contract. I and mean, we'll talk of all kinds of Raiders stuff with Eddie coming up at 2.30. Then on Tuesdays, our regular 3 o'clock guest is John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. We'll t- talk to him about all things NFL, but we've got to start with Deshaun Watson, right? It's got to be the biggest news. Exactly, and it's, and it's his beat. He, like he's right. as plugged in as anybody about this. He's it, this is one of those where I get concerned because I feel like we're gonna get John on and then all of a sudden something major is gonna happen. I don't know if you've heard him a few times. He'll be on with us sometimes. He'll be like, "Oh, sorry, I was getting a text." And it's like, "Damn it, John! I need you to focus for the next ten minutes. I just need you to focus on what we got going on." But this is so big. Whatever's going on with Deshaun Watson and teams are lining up to meet with him and talk with him. And the thing about it is, and this is something I'll ask John about. Teams are lining up that we know about. How many teams are lining up that we don't know about? How many teams don't want their name out there right now? You know the biggest surprise to me? The Browns. Baker Mayfield, it's like because that's one I feel like I would want to keep that under wraps. Right. Like, hey, you know, if he if he wants to come here, you know, maybe, but don't don't let it find out to the media because you know Baker's our guy. Right. And there was a report that that the 49ers were going to meet with them as well, but then I saw that that was, you know, refused, and no, they're not really meeting with them. So I don't know if that's one of those cases where they didn't want to put their name on it, they didn't want it out there like that, or, in fact, they're not really meeting with Deshaun Watson. But he's getting a lot of interest from a lot of different teams, and uh, I think there's still a lot of questions. Uh, I, I'm not – I don't know, man. Uh, they always say, you know, scared money don't make money. I'm scared money because I, 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 I wouldn't – you know what I mean? Like, I still got so many questions. I, if I was – I couldn't be the guy to just say, hey, yeah, yeah, he's not getting any criminal charges. Bring it on in. It's all good. Because then I hate when people say, like, oh, that's why you got to interview him. You got to ask him questions. How many times were, even if you get in trouble in your own life, you're going to do it again? No. And then that's just, is that just supposed to take his word for it? Right. Is there anything else we should know about? Nah, not at all. Yeah, it's really, it's just really weird. It's just a really weird situation to see the team, like I said, the teams that are lining up, and then there's, I feel like there's probably teams out there that don't want their name to be associated with them as of right now. And so I just, I, we're just going to have to pick John's brain about what's going on, what's the conversation, what's the compensation like, you know, and how much of it has been, how much of the conversation has been around 22 civil suits because they're still there. They're not going anywhere until they do. So that's, 
That's a that's a big question that we have, and we'll talk to John McClain coming up at three o'clock, three thirty. We're planning on doing cover three NFL news and notes of the day, but uh, as you know, whenever we talk to John McClain, it's almost like doing cover three anyway. So uh, we'll we'll kind of scatter shoot and give you all the news that's going on across the league throughout the course of the show as well. Of course, throughout the course of the show, we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. and then the Salmon Ash text line is six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. And believe me, we already got the text messages rolling through. But now now that you know the guest coming up on the show. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. All right, now we got a couple questions on the show today. One provided by myself, one provided by Damon, and the one by Damon is a, is a lot of fun. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this conversation. Uh, but the one provided by me, let me go ahead and start with that one just because that was the original uh, show topic that we had. And, and, of course, it has to do with free agency and what the Raiders are doing right now. Uh, it's been slow. We know that. If you could push the Raiders to make one move, and I'm going to specify one move, I'm not necessarily saying one signing. I'm saying one move. So use that word and, and take it for whatever you want it to mean. If you could push them to make one move, what would it be and why? So that's the that's the original show topic right there. If you could push the Raiders to make one move that is available right now, not something that's not available. Like you can't make JC Jackson change his mind, even though technically he could because he hasn't signed his deal yet. But I don't want to hear that. That's not likely going to happen unless you're Randy Gregory. I, I want to know the move, one move, that you would want the team to make and why. That's the original show topic. Now, DeMond came through like a boss. And, you know, his name is DeMond the Boss on Twitter, at DeMond underscore the boss. And I really appreciate this, this uh, question that he brought because it has, it has to do it's, – it's so relatable. One, it has to do with Tom Brady and him retiring, and then he didn't retire. And so you, you thought of the idea – and actually you presented it to Vinny yesterday, and he just failed to use it, so that's his bad – but well, how did you present it? You know, somebody bought the last touchdown ball that Tom Brady ever threw. Right. And it, it sold for $518,000. Mm. Over $500,000. Half a million dollars for <laughs> Tom Brady's last touchdown pass. And Tom Brady is now coming back for retirement, and we know he's going to at least so throw So it's not one. the last touchdown pass anymore. It, it's, it's worthless. Let's just say it. It might not be worthless. You still have a Tom Brady signed right. touchdown, I guess. Exactly. But. It's not it's the It's the, not the one. It's not the one. It's the original one, but not the it's not gonna be the last one. So obviously. Now it made me think, what's the dumbest purchase you've ever made? Because we've all made some dumb ones. Right. And so I took a twist to it and said, What's the best sports per- purchase you've ever made that turned out to be the worst sports purchase you ever made? And the reason I said this is because, like I said, this is so relatable of a topic. That's why I think he did a great job coming up with it. Because I was out on Sunday, as I mentioned uh, on yesterday's show. Me and the wife were out. We just kind of were hanging around. And I think we went into Caesars, and we were just cruising around, looking at different shops and everything, just hanging out, just relaxing for the day. And I went into a sports memorabilia shop. And we always say the dumb stuff like, oh, if I had a lot of money, would we do this differently? Or would we dress differently? Or, you know, if I had a lot of money, I tell everyone, like, I'd drive a car that's super fancy. That would be that, – that's what I'd waste money on. But I told her, as we went into the sports memorabilia store, I said – if I had super rich money, like if I was just stupid, just filthy rich, I'd waste a lot of money in here on, on, on cool stuff, but stuff that you just don't need. Like there was an $80,000 Michael Jordan autograph picture, like $80,000. 
And then there was like a Kobe Bryant one that was like $65,000. And it was funny. Some lady walked up to me. She said, oh, that's nice. I go, yeah. She goes, oh, my God, that's (laughs) $65,000. And I said, yeah, I know. Now, that's the kind of dumb stuff I would buy. You know what I mean? Like one of the purchases I want before I die is I want a Ricky Henderson autographed baseball bat. I do. I want to add that to my collection. But what is it really? It's a piece of wood with an autograph on it. And it says Ricky Henderson on it, so I'd get excited. That would be the kind of smart purchase that I think it is until I realize that it's not really worth what I just spent. So that's the kind of twist that I want to put on the question that DeMond had. So what was the best purchase you ever made, sports purchase that you ever made, that turned out to be the worst? And why did it turn out to be the worst? So I figured that we'll have some really good stories behind that. So we definitely want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. Uh, I think today, so far today for me, I think my dumbest sports purchase ever. What did I buy that was just dumb? I know there's some. I know, I'll come back to me. There's got to be something dumb that I bought that I realized that, you know what? Yeah, that wasn't that cool. And then you try to justify it later. Yeah, well, you know, it was it was for the it was for the story. Now I have a me or something dumb like that. I don't remember what. I'm glad that I'm not big into the sports memorabilia because, like you said, I don't have the dumb, stupid money to blow right. on it. But I would also love stuff. I just got to put one of my homies on the spot. Yeah, go I ahead. said I went to go play basketball at UNLV the other day. Yeah. Oh, you finally gonna identify the the scrubs that you were playing with? No, no, I'm not. I'm gonna keep his name silent because okay. it, it's because like, he's a scrub. Yeah, okay. but. It was, you know, the shoes, you know, Kobe, you know, oh, since yeah. his passing. Yeah. The markup on the regular Nike Kobe's that you probably could get, yeah. you know, $100, $120. Now it's like $500, $600 for those Kobe's because Nike aren't releasing any more new editions. Mm. So he bought a fake pair for $50. He pulls them out of the bag. Another homie goes, those are fake. And he, he was like, how can you tell? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, the back ain't looking right. And then, like, the closer we looking at him, we like, he was like, yeah, I know they." He was like, I know they fake, you know, because the real ones are just too expensive now. Right, right, but right. But it's just that. Yeah, people out here buying the fake Kobe's now. Wow. And it was just like the spot. And then, like, after one person points it out, I was like, now I can't stop looking at it. It's just like, man, they look off. Man, mm, they got you. But he was like, yeah, they were only $50, though. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, here's a, a tweet from Mike Garofalo from uh, NFL Network. The Colts have agreed to a one-year deal with former Raiders cornerback Brandon Faison. Uh, he had nine starts, 55 tackles in his first career interception last year for the Raiders. He's headed to Indianapolis. Of course, he's reuniting with Gus Bradley. He was familiar with Gus Bradley when he was with the Chargers. Uh, the Raiders picked him up off of uh, off of the, the Chargers practice squad, and he played nine games, got nine starts last season, and now he's on his way to Indianapolis. So you see, uh, as we were tying some guys, some free agents to teams now with, with um, you know, c- coordinators and coaches that are there, now you're seeing you're seeing them start to to make those moves. So uh, Brandon Faison, one year deal uh, with the with the Colts, and he uh, he takes his talents from Las Vegas to Indianapolis. So uh, there you go. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, we got a bunch of text messages. We'll get to at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. But up first, I've been told we got a couple people waiting by Raider Nation listener line at seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Who's up first, Demond? Gangster Raider. Gangster Gangster. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's happening? What's happening? I'm feeling good. I just want to tell the Raider Nation to simmer down. Don't worry about all the um, other moves the other teams are making because they're overspending. And especially with the Chargers, they're overspending. It's a knee-jerk reaction to us ending their season and putting them out their misery here in Vegas in that last game. So they're overspending and reaching out. And Plus, I don't think it's going to work because I think their head coach is an idiot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's just similar to me like in the offseason because I'm out here in L.A. And in the offseason, the Lakers, they went and got um, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, um, who else? 
Trevor Ariza. Bunch of bums. Ru- Ru- Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. All the Laker fans running around here yelling championship. I said, it's not going to work. First of all, y'all don't have a good head coach. LeBron needs shooters around him. None of those guys are shooters, and it's not going to work. I told them this last offseason, but they were running around here yelling championship. Because I'm a Clipper fan. You know what I'm saying? And I told myself, the Clippers, even if Kawhi don't play all season, we're going to have a better record than y'all. And look, the Lakers are right now 10 games up to 500, barely fighting to stay in the playing game. And we're in the eighth, seventh spot, you know what I'm saying, trying to move up without Kawhi and Paul George playing. But I say that to say this, though, just because the Chargers got Khalil Mack and all them players, they don't have a good head coach. That dude, Brandon Staley, is an idiot. You know what I'm saying? The same with um, the Broncos. I'm not, I, don't, I don't know about their coaching staff, but it's been bringing in a, a brand-new coaching staff, I think a rookie head coach with a brand-new quarterback coming from Seattle, you know what I'm saying, with a whole other system. I think it's going to take at least half a season for them to jail or even longer because our division is so tough. They got to play um, two games against us, two games against the Chargers, and two games against the Chiefs while they're trying to get their bearings. So don't worry about them, you know what I'm saying? Just and That's why I was more excited about the GM hire than the head coaching hire by us this year because I knew they were going to be fiscally responsible. And, and the old regime probably would have already, already spent all the cap money we had now, and we'd just be sitting around waiting for um, – the draft or the um the buyout market or whatever you know what I'm saying, but these these this um regime now they being fiscally responsible and making sure we get the best players at the best price and we aren't overspending. Just like today, a lot of more players are gonna get cut because a lot of teams got to get cap compliant. So a lot of good players are gonna come off the board and we can get them without having to overspend. And that's why remember last year when we first I mean probably two years ago when y'all first started um coming on um Q. Mm-hmm. When I asked about um our cap situation, like why are our cap why are we always in this cap situation? We don't have like no major players we paying major money to, so why are we always in cap hell? And it's because of the way our previous GMs was handling the money. That's why I was more excited about the GM um Ziegler hire because I know he was gonna make us fiscally responsible so we won't be handicapped in the future. So Raiders fans just kick back, you know what I'm saying? We 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 was it was only two teams that made the playoffs from our division and we were one of them. It was only two ten, um, win teams in the division, and we were one of them. You know what I'm saying? So they trying to get to us. They trying to get where we are. So all we got to do is shoot up our offensive line. And to answer your question, Q, the one move I would want the Raiders to make, and y'all know a lot of Raider Nation ain't going to agree with it, but I really want them to bring back Trent Brown. But on an incentive-laden contract, he got to have incentives to work out, reach a certain weight, and if he played more than a certain amount of games, he get his full money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, good one. Good one. I like it. Hey, thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. You know what? I would have no problem with that. I have no problem with Trent Brown coming back on an incentive-laden deal, and then maybe he'll unblock me off Twitter. <laughs> I don't think he's a big fan of me, but that's okay. Uh, you know, he, he could he, – hey, look, when he's out there, the one thing I know about Trent Brown, when he's out there at that right tackle position playing, he is a dominant force. The problem is getting him out there to play consistently. That is the biggest problem. And so that's the reason I don't think that that's going to happen. But, man, if they can find a way to bring him back on some incentive-laden contract and really got him fired up to, to go out there and perform – that would be, I mean, I think that's a win-win situation for the Raiders. But again, like you said, most likely is not going to happen. Let's go uh, out to the Raider Nation. Listen to a lot again. Who's up next? Fargo Raider. Fargo, what's up, brother? Hey, good afternoon, Q and Damon. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I was going to say, if I had, if I could make them make one move, I'd push them to get Gilmore. 
we're facing, but we're leaving to the Colts. You know, now it's imperative we get some DB help. Now we're starting to look a little thin back there. You know, he may not have been the greatest, but he was a great pickup for us, I thought. You know, he did his job. And now, as far as the, you know, the sports money spent, yeah, man, uh, week one I dropped seventeen fifty for a ticket so I could be in the 100 section for that home opener. I'd been waiting two years, so I wasn't going to miss it. Well, I ended up finding a set of tickets later on from an uncle, and he gave me 800 for the set. So I ended up getting stuck with that ticket, and I, I just ended up giving it away to a Raider fan. Mm. But, man, I missed that money. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do, man. I can hear it in your voice, man, missing that money. Thank you for the call, man. I do appreciate you. I'm still trying to think of what my my uh, best purchase was at Turn Bad. I mean, I, I could always come up with a jersey here and there because, well, jerseys are easy to say. I don't buy jerseys anymore. I mean, that that's one thing. But I, I promise you I've bought something else that I even think that the wife probably thought, like, why are you doing that? And then I thought, oh, it's going to be great until it wasn't great. Yeah, because, like, I'm, I know like when it comes to once. sports stuff, I really don't spend money too often. I got one, though, that is just like I was mad that it, it actually got refunded. I love the Kyrie shoes that the, that Nike puts out. So I got it. It was like a limited edition. Limited edition cinnamon toast crunch, my favorite cereal. So you know, you get a box of cinnamon Big toast crunch. <laughs> Big ass kid. You get a box of cinnamon toast crunch in the Kyrie's in the cinnamon toast crunch model. I buy them off Foot Locker. I'm so excited. Your order has been like, you know, get the confirm, got the got the email, and I'm excited. A couple days later, we add a stock. You go, you'll be getting like a refund shortly. Man, I was mad. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, the whole cinnamon toast crunch thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm passing you on that conversation part of it. Best but, cereal of all time. What uh, are we talking about? It definitely is not. We can start a whole new debate. It is definitely <laughs> not. It is definitely not. But that's okay. I'll let you have that one. I don't even want to go there with you. But, uh, yeah, that's I can understand with the shoe situation. I know I've probably had a, f- a few shoe situations where I thought I had them, and then all of a sudden I got an email back saying that, oh, no, they don't have them in stock or something like that. I- I've had a couple of those before. I don't know. I'm going to have to take a little while to think about it, but I'll come up with something good. I promise you. 225 is the time. You can keep those texts coming in at 69187, keyword R&R. Or if you got a question for our next guest, you can definitely hit us up. Let us know what it is. Pass it along again. 69187, keyword R&R. Eddie Brasilli, Sirius XM Radio, host of Yards Per Attempt Podcast. He'll join the show next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. We got a text message. From Raider J out of Sacramento, 916, Sacramento, California, stand up one time. He said, this free agency for the Raiders is like waiting on your Amazon order without having Prime. (laughs) That is fantastic. Raider J gets the home run for the day, man. That was a great text right there. He said, this free agency period for the Raiders is like waiting on your Amazon order Without having Prime. I love it. Joining us now on the phone lines to talk about the Raiders and their free agency is Eddie Brasilli from SiriusXM, also host of Yards Per Attempt Podcast. And, Eddie, I don't know if you heard that, but how fantastic. It's like waiting on the Amazon package and you don't have Prime. Free agency has been really slow for the Raiders. What have you made out of it so far in the first couple of days? That's a great take. And, Q, it's always a pleasure to be on with you, man. That's a great take by Raider Jay. But, look, nobody wants to hear this. 
Technically, I know nobody wants to hear it. Free agency hasn't even started yet. The new True. league year starts tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time. I know this is the BS kind of legal tampering period where all the news comes down. But as you've seen, you've already seen a guy like Randy Gregory flip-flop from the Dallas Cowboys to the Denver Broncos. A lot can happen. It's only been 30-plus hours. And I know everybody wants those splashy you know, free agent signings right away. Everybody wants the juice. But let me ask you this, Q, and you know this. You've been around. How many of those big, free, fancy free agents, look at the Raiders from a couple years ago with Trent Brown and guys like that, how many of them actually work out? Right. These guys signed four- and five-year deals. Two years into it, the teams are looking to, to, you know, to, to move on. There are so many good players out there still, and there's going to be more. Nobody knew Miles Jack was going to be cut this morning from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a 26-year-old Pro Bowl linebacker. There are going to be tons of guys that flood this market over the next couple of days. There's still so much fluidity going on. I understand why Raider Nation's a little anti right now about signing, but when is the last time? When, when's the last time the Raiders went out and signed someone huge that it actually worked out? Let's think about Lamarcus Joyner, Trent Brown, guys like that. So I just you got to preach patience. I understand people want to see the headlines, but there's still a lot of good football players out there. No, you're right. You know, Trent Brown, Lamarcus Joyner, Corey Littleton. I mean, the names go on and on and on that just didn't work out. And and I did a podcast today saying that the if you win the off season, normally you don't win in the regular season, right? I mean, that's just... It's, a, it, it's the truth, man. I mean, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. It seems mm-hmm. like every four years they go out of these big spending sprees, and it just doesn't work out. Like these, Everybody wants to say you build through the draft. Yeah, and you do build through the draft. You're going to draft players. Look at the Chargers, right? They go out and they get Justin Herbert, and they're able to go out and get free agency. So free agency should be used for those purposes, to fill in those spots on your roster. And the Raiders have to do that, obviously, at the receiver position and DBs. But it just makes me wary when you go out there and you give these guys... Big-time money, especially guys. There was, a, there was a tweet today that I saw from Albert Breer, and it was a great tweet. It's the Alvin Harper rule. If you try to take a, a wide receiver that's a wide receiver that's a number two and make him into a one, it never pans out. If you try to take a, a cornerback that's a, a number two cornerback and make him a number one guy, it usually doesn't pan out. These teams have to do it. I understand why they do it. But most of the time, it just doesn't pan out. So I just you got you got to be patient in the process. No doubt about it. And Eddie, I mean, one of the guys that I think Raider Nation, including myself, had our eyes on was J.C. Jackson. He he agrees to a deal with the Chargers, big money uh, that the Chargers are giving him. Uh, what did you think about that that agreement that they have there going on in L.A. with J.C. Jackson? And what do you think would be a good, I guess, plan B for the corner position that I feel like the Raiders really do need to address? Yeah, no doubt. That, that's that's one. I, I tweeted a couple of days ago, cornerback and offensive line. I felt like they were going to go early. Look, they were in the J.C. Jackson sweepstakes. It wasn't like the Raiders just sat on their hands and said, we're not involved. They, of course you're going to go out. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels coming from New England, they had familiarity with the player. They knew what kind of player J.C. Jackson was. Undrafted guy in 2018. They were in it with J.C. Jackson. It just came down to fit. J.C. wanted to play alongside guys like Derwin James and guys that he, that he played and had some success with. So it just came down to that. I see the Raiders moving into a different direction. Again, you're going to let the market play out. I think they still are. If you look at the teams around the National Football League, look at the Jets. They signed a couple of cornerbacks. It's the 49 to sign Javarius Ward. Those teams are kind of separating themselves and, and not making cornerback a priority because they signed a guy. I think Stephon Gilmore, you're going to wait it out as long as possible. You don't want to pay top dollar because he is over 30 years old. But I think Stephon Gilmore is going to be, uh, eventually will become a Las Vegas Raider because, again, they know him from the New England days. He's getting a little longer than the tooth, but he's still a shutdown guy. So I think that's a guy they're going to go after hard. I think they're just waiting for the market to come down a little bit. That's not the They're going to get scooped up by anybody, and they're just going to sit on their hands about it. But I think Gilmore will eventually be, be a guy that they're going to target and make a priority because they have to address the cornerback position. Casey Hayward came in and did a great job last year. He's still a free agent out there. 
So I think there's still some guys out there, veteran guys that you put alongside Trayvon Mullen. But I think Stephon Gilmore is a guy that Raider Nation can get behind because I still think he's got the juice left in those legs. Talking all things free agency right now with Eddie Brasili from SiriusXM Radio, also host the Yards Per Attempt podcast here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man demond has got one for you. Yeah, Eddie, we've seen that Devontae Adams has said he doesn't want to play under the franchise tag in Green Bay. Do you think or would you like to see the Raiders make a move for him, maybe trade a first-round pick to go get Devontae Adams? Guys, I would trade two, I would trade as many first-round picks as they want. Honestly, look, if you, if whoever's listened to this program has followed this football team over the years, they know what the Raiders' history is with first-round picks. Mm-hmm. If there's a slight chance you can go out and get Devontae Adams, I think you have to do it. It'll probably take two ones to get him. But there's just so many factors. And I know that the door's open there a little bit. Devontae's not going to play on a tag. But to me, it comes down to it. Would Aaron Rodgers have signed that contract extension if he didn't think Devontae Adams was going back? He didn't have assurances from Gutenkunst and LaFord that say, hey, we're going to make sure this guy comes back here. Packers are doing a good job in their, in their salary cap trying to get under the cap number. I want to keep my eyes open and my heart open to the fact that maybe Devontae will want to come and play with Derek Carr. I just don't see how the Packers could let him out the door. But right. if they do, if they open up that door, you 100% go out there, you pay Devontae Adams whatever the hell he wants, you trade away two first-round picks, you go out there and get him. Because, look, you're going to trade those picks for a proven player. He's the best wide receiver in football. It fits a need for this football team. If that door is open, and maybe that's what they're doing, I'm not, I'm not coming on here and saying that's what they're, they're holding out their hope for, but maybe that's why it's taking a little bit of the time to, to just cross every, you know, dot every I, cross every T, and say, hey, are we doing everything we could do to make this football team better? Because if there's even a chance, you can get a guy like that, you have to do it. All right, so, Eddie, you got the number 22 overall pick in this year's upcoming draft here in Las Vegas, and you flip that over to Green Bay and others, whatever else you're going to give to get uh, Devontae Adams. And I'm not against you at all on this move. I think it would be a good move. Uh, how would you feel come draft day knowing, hey, our first-round pick that we just landed is Devontae Adams, who, yeah, he's 30 years old, but he's a proven veteran. You know what you're getting. Would you feel comfortable with that? Absolutely. There's not even a, a, a doubt in my mind. There you go. <laughs> I'll, do it, I'll do it every day and twice on Sunday because, look, guys, you, you know, you've seen the draft. Look at the guys the Raiders have selected. You, you take the 2020 draft. The guys like Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett, not in the National Football League anymore. Mm-hmm. The three first-round picks from 2019, the, the jury's still out on them. The track record for this football team, and football teams all over the National Football League, is you're risking. It's in an unknown. You're, you're drafting someone that is not a sure thing. Anything can happen, especially in today's society. So you flip them for a guy like that. I was the biggest proponent, guys, of even taking, look what the Indianapolis Colts did a couple years ago with DeForest Buckner. You take the first-round pick, you trade for a player that that team can sign to a long-term deal, and you get an elite young player on an expiring contract that you can give money to, and you get the proven talent. I was always in that corner of the Raiders should go out and do something like that, to just take the assets that you have, those first-round picks, and go out and get a proven guy. Get a guy that a team can't afford, especially teams like the the, NFL. There are tons of teams in the NFC right now that have major cap problems. I talked about a guy like Eric Kendricks, the linebacker, Mm -hmm. one of the best cover linebackers in the National Football League. Yeah, he's over 30 years old. But if you have a chance to go to a team like that that has cap issues and say, hey, we'll give you something for a player like Eric Kendricks, you immediately insert him into your defense. Your defense is a lot better, as opposed to going out and drafting a guy that maybe won't turn out the way you like it. So I'm a big proponent. I've seen way too many rated draft picks over the years not pan out. I'm a big proponent of going out and getting the proven guys. If it's Devontae Adams, great. If it's a guy that's going to impact the defense, even better. Right. No, and that's exactly why I asked that question, because some people are going to say, oh, you can't give up your first-round draft pick. Oh, it's in Vegas, this, that, and the other. But when you put it in perspective and you think, 
you're getting Devontae Adams, who's a proven commodity, or someone, like you said, on defense that is just as valuable at that high level, that would be okay. That would be a win in my book. Yeah, same here. Especially you got the cap space now. They're going to do some stuff on this on on the roster as is. You saw the extension for Max Crosby. I would assume, guys, over the next twenty-four to forty-eight hours, you're going to get a Hunter Renfro extension. They have extensions coming up, but they have the cap space to do it. People want to whine and complain about cap space all you want. Look at the teams like the New Orleans Saints, teams like that that are a mess cap-wise. But year after year after year, look at the Saints. They're trying to go out and get Deshaun Watson right now. They're $10 million over the salary cap. It's almost impo- it's an impossibility. But these teams know how to do it. So for a team like the Raiders that has a young roster, that has got that chips in place to compete, they were in the playoffs last year, like those, go out there and get those guys. This team needs more dudes on defense to get after, especially what's going on in the AFC West. The AFC West has only gotten better, guys. You've seen it over the past, I don't know, what is it, week and a half now, right. the trades and free agent signings. The AFC West is loaded, and it's going to be loaded for years to come. They got to stay up and they got to compete. Eddie, one of the show questions that we had today is off the time Brady purchased, someone purchased his, <laughs> his last touchdown, but so he thought for over $500,000. What's the worst sports purchase you've ever made if you do have one? <clears throat> the worst sports purchase I probably made is probably a Jamarcus Russell jersey. Not, not, I'll just say it right now. Yeah. Back in the day, back in the day, I had some awful, awful jerseys back in the day. Um, I was a big guy, quarterback jersey. I used to like collect quarterback jerseys. I had a Jake Plummer, Arizona Cardinals jersey. Mm. I had some wacky jerseys back in there that I spent money on. But probably a Jamarcus Russell jersey is probably my worst sports purchase of all time. But I did also, I'm a New York guy. I'm a big Mets fan. I had a Bobby Bonilla signed baseball that I, I bought. I saved up all my money, and I bought it for like, I don't know, 75 bucks or something like that, and it turned out to be a fake. So that would probably go up there <laughs> and be my worst sports purchase of all time. And meanwhile, Bobby Bo gets a million dollars every July. So I'm about to say, he's still getting paid. He obviously wins. He could have gave me a signed ball, at least, to be nice. But no, that was... That was probably one of my worst up there. That's a funny one. I like that. No, that's good stuff. We're talking right now with Eddie Brasilli from SiriusXM Radio, also host of Yards Per Attempt podcast here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And, you know, you touched on the AFC West, and it got a lot better. Russell Wilson goes to Denver. Khalil Mack is with L.A. Uh, J.C. Jackson's in L.A. I mean, they, they've got a lot to like there. But there's a lot going on in the AFC West from a distance. How do you look at it and say, man, this, this division's really shaping up? Yeah, guys, I mean, you look at a team like the L.A. Chargers, and it's hard to say. I mean, that defense is loaded. Not only Khalil Mack, not only J.C. Jackson. They get a guy like Sebastian Joseph Day to mm-hmm. show up because their run game wasn't great. Their run defense wasn't great last year. So they're getting ancillary pieces to, like that to go with that offense. You know that offense could score points. They did it against the Raiders last year. It's hard to bet against a team like that. And you know this, guys. Going into the 2022 season, everybody's going to be all over the L.A. Chargers are Super Bowl favorites. They're going to be the sexy pick. But then everybody sleeps on the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs offense is still the Chiefs offense, even though they had their struggles last year. And then you throw Russell Wilson in there. Now, the biggest problem with the Denver Broncos over the past couple of years was quarterback. The Raiders feasted off of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and guys like right. that. Russell Wilson automatically makes them better, automatically makes all those receivers better. They're going to have six games against division rivals where you're going to have to play your best football or, you know, if you come out of this division with a, you know, a one in five record or a two and four record, you're probably going to miss the playoffs. So, I mean, it's going to be a dogfight every single time they play these teams because you're going to get the best out of these teams every single time. The talent is there. And then who's to say, guys, the draft's coming up too? This, these teams add even more. What if the Chargers, Jordan Davis from Georgia, falls to the Chargers? Right. I mean, there's all those pieces to it. They can get even better. That's why. 
I think Raider Nation's a little nervous right now because the moves haven't come, and you see all these teams getting better with these splashy moves. But I think, to be honest, like I said before, be patient. I think they have a plan. I think they're waiting to see how things play out. There are still a ton of good football players, but they got to go out and get them. they got to sign these guys. they got to trade these trade for these guys, and they have to draft good football players. Otherwise, they're going to be fourth in this division, and it's, it's going to be an open and shut case. Rob, right, I'll say it. It's, it's just that simple. I mean, it really is. It's just that simple. And, Eddie, we just got a couple more questions for you. You mentioned Hunter Renfro and a potential contract extension on the way for him. How big of a role do you think Hunter Renfro is going to have in this upcoming offense, pairing him up with Josh McDaniels, knowing what Josh McDaniels has been able to do in New England with that slot uh, receiver? Yeah, everybody's going to want to compare him to the West Walkers and, and, those, ty- and those type of players and Julian Edelman. I think Renfro's on that level already. I think he's shown already with his route running ability, his ability to make people miss, that he's one of the better receivers in the National Football League. But guys, and he's going to get paid for it because he deserves to get paid for it. He's a great draft pick by Mike Mayapp and John Gruden. But who else is playing alongside of him? Mm-hmm. Jay Jones gets a contract from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Waller's coming back. Other than that, guys, the receiver room is, is pretty bare right now, along with Brian Edwards. They have to get some pieces in place, whether it's an, an Allen Robinson or someone like that or a guy like that. The receivers are kind of going off the board a little bit slow. I was surprised at the money. Obviously, we're all surprised at the money Christian Kirk got. A one-year deal. DJ Shark goes to the Detroit Lions for a one-year deal. So they can't sit by and let wide receivers go off the board. Now, like we were talking about before, if the, if the answer is Devontae Adams, then Hunter Renfro immediately gets even better because Devontae Adams is drawing double coverage. But Hunter Renfro, as a great of his player he is, he can't be the focal point of your offense. He can't be your number one guy on offense. He's got to be a piece of the puzzle. And I think McDaniel's going to get him the ball a lot. I think he's going to, I mean, he had over 90 plus catches last year and broke Tim Brown's record. I mean, he's going to have even more, but he can't be that focal piece. There has right. to be more pieces. They have to go and address the wide receiver position. I got a few texts this afternoon that they were, they were keen on some guys. You look at guys like Marcus Valdez-Scantling. He brings that speed from the Green Bay Packers. If they were able to go out and get a guy like Allen Robinson who could be that intermediate guy and be the red zone guy and get the, the Marquez Valdez-Scantling who could be the guy that could stretch the field, you put those two with a Hunter Renfro, with a Darren Waller, now you're cooking with gas. Now Josh McDaniels can go in the lab and come up with some, some good plays and kind of spread the ball around for Derek Carr. Final question for you, Eddie. As far as uh, Derek Carr goes, uh, you know, his contract extension was talked about weeks ago. Max Crosby got a contract extension. Uh, you guys had him on Sirius XM Radio. We had him here on Radio Nation Radio 920. But no contract extension yet for D.C. Does that shock you yet? <laughs> if you were D.C., would you want one right now with the AFC West? The way they're, load, they're loading up right now? Look, guys, I mean, all jokes aside, I think he, it's something. He wants to be the Raider quarterback. I know he wants to stay. To me, with all the smoke that's out there, look, the Indianapolis Colts want to go. Would love to have. Would they want to have a Derek Carr? Of course, they've they've asked the Raiders about Derek Carr, his availability. But if you're Josh McDaniels, you can't take the. After sitting out for so long, you're not going to come to Las Vegas and take a big chance like this, and trade away the star quarterback and and kind of start over unless you have a plan. So I think Derek Carr is Josh McDaniels' guy moving forward. I think the contract extension it doesn't have to happen right now. Uh, if I'm Carr. I don't want to go into the season on, on a you know on, on a one year deal. So I'm going to say, hey guys, I want to get money. I want to get long term. I don't think it's going to be a five or six year deal. I, I look at it more of a two to three type year contract uh, extension for Carr. Maybe add on two years to his existing deal. I think he wants to be here. I think McDaniel's wants him to be here. Um, so I, you know, I see how it plays out. I think once you get past free agency, maybe once you get past the draft, I can see the contract extension coming for Derek Carr. Don't believe all the outside noise, all the <laughs> trades and stuff like that. It happens every single year. It's going to continue to happen. But you know why, guys? 
It happens because Derek's a really, really good quarterback, and teams are looking for really good quarterbacks. So the Raiders would be silly to move on from Derek Carr unless something crazy happens. So I think he'll be a Raider for, for the foreseeable future. I expect the contract extension coming in the summertime. There you go. Great stuff, Eddie, as always. Uh, you can f- find Eddie on SiriusXM Radio and also the host of Yards Per Attempt Podcast. You got anything coming out or any features coming up, any guests coming up on Sirius that we need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, guys, as soon as the Raiders sign somebody, we'll get somebody else. No, I, mean, <laughs> I know <laughs> that's right. It, it, was, it was funny. When we were at the Combine, we had Dave Ziegler on, and uh, he, you know, he, he's a big listener of SiriusXM and my show, Moving the Chain, so he's a big fan of my host and, and what Sirius does. So Ziegler will, be, will probably be a, a guest that will be on more often than not, and Josh as well. Um, and then look for a new podcast coming out soon here as soon as uh, the Raiders get active in free agency. There you go. Well, hey, thank you so much, my man. I do appreciate you. You can find him on Twitter at Bors- and here with us on Raider Nation Radio 920. Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate your time, my man. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. No doubt about it. There he goes. Eddie Brasilli from Sirius XM Radio, also hosts a Yards Per Attempt podcast. A nice little nugget there. Dave Ziegler, big fan of what they do there on Sirius XM. I got to I gotta get to that point, DeMond, where you're like, yeah, Dave Ziegler's a big He's a big uh, fan of unnecessary roughness. Exactly. So where he wants to come he on likes what because we do. he just loves listening so much. Right. He likes what we do, so he, he don't mind jumping on. He said he's going to have a weekly show with us. I don't think I'll work on that. I'll work Ooh. on that. I'm going to work on that. We'll get JT to make get that Josh. Happen. Josh McDaniels will be on the show for, with JT every week. Like I'm making plans on the air. We'll, exactly. get, we'll get Josh McDaniels on every week with JT, and we'll have Dave Ziegler on You know, maybe once every other week. Maybe we'll get him every once I every don't care week. if like the first two questions got to be about his favorite TV show or something. You would be the one to ask him that or ask him about some damn serious, uh, or not serious, but some cinnamon toast crunch or something. Yeah, what's your favorite cereal? Unbelievable. 248 is the time. I don't even know what time it is now. 248 is the time. We're going to come on back, close out hour number one. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Just had a great conversation with Eddie Brasilli from Sirius XM Radio, host of Yards Per Attempt Podcast. Got John McClain from the Houston Chronicle talking all things NFL at 3 o'clock. So we got a very short segment here. I'm going to try to get as many calls in as possible. If we don't get your call in, we'll get it on after we talk to John McClain. But let's start things off with Raider Mike in Colorado. What's up, Raider Mike? Hey, what's going on, Q? Demar, what's up? Chilling. Hey, man. First, uh, first things first, shout out my guy, uh, Gangster Raider. Go get your lawyer on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one of the best slash dumbest purchases I've ever made in my <laughs> life, bro, was a Randy Moss jersey. Mm. Hey, man, I, I, I had to clean a lot of rooms for that. That was, that was chore money. You remember we had to do the chores back in the day just to get about oh, yeah. $2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I still got that up in the closet. I don't know. I don't really like to give away my, uh, my Raider memorabilia. I don't know why. But um, one move that I want to see us make, man, I'll make this quick. I don't even have to put out a name. Somebody who's impactful. That, that's all. Mm. I, somebody who's going to come in and make an immediate impact. Not somebody who we sign who's going to sit on the sideline, be injured, do this, do that. Somebody who's going to come in right away and contribute to us winning. That's what I want. I you like know what it. I mean, because there's a lot of times where we're signing these free agents to big money. It doesn't matter what type of money we're giving them. They come in and don't do much. So my thing is, is I want somebody who's going to come in and make an immediate impact for us getting to that next level because I'm saying it right now. The Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs, the division just got better. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm still waiting for the Raiders to make that move. All right. So I'm trying to figure out what, we going, what you think we're going to do. 
<laughs> Good question, man. Good question. I'm, I'm with you, and I'm kind of with Eddie. If you heard the conversation we had with Eddie uh, right now, while Devontae Adams is still out there, why not go make a trade for him? Why not? You know, I don't think that the Green Bay Packers are going to let him go. It's reported that he turned down a $23 million a year uh, contract offer. Uh, he wants more than that. And that's just, again, a report. I don't know if it's 100% true, but that's the report that's out there. So as long as he's out there dangling in the, in the wind, I wouldn't have any problem with Dave Ziegler picking up the phone and saying, hey, what's it going to take? Not saying that they're going to pull that off, but why not explore it? I just want to see a difference maker on the team. I really do. I know the Raiders have some really good players, but man, damn it. I can say before, just go out and get a dude. Go out and get a dude where you know that you got one of the best in the league, if not the best at it. Why not? You know, you want to talk about a showing a dedication to Derek Carr. All the Derek Carr fans that say, oh, the team doesn't show any Derek, Derek, you know, no love to Derek. That'd be a lot of love. That'd be showing him a lot of love going out and make a move like that. And I used the example when we were talking to Eddie about, you know, if, if you're having the draft in Vegas like it is this year, and the Raiders come up there at pick number 22, and they don't have a pick because they traded it to the Green Bay Packers for Devontae Adams. How do you feel about that? I think everybody would feel okay. I think everybody would be like, it's, just the same, it's the same as when the Raiders traded for Randy Moss that year. Remember they traded for Randy Moss, and they didn't have a first-round pick after that? It's like, hey, they got Randy Moss. Who needs that? That's cool. They got Randy Moss. That's all good. Just didn't work out, obviously, with him in the long run, but it worked. So, yeah, I'm with that. Uh, we got more calls, but we'll get some after we talk to John McClain. He'll come back and kick off hour number two of the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920.